Hey, you know what I found uh, back by my desk this morning? That could be anything. I found uh, two WGN Radio Christmas ornaments Hmm. with with our pictures on them. Really? Our pictures on them? Yeah. I don't know from what year these are from, but I do remember. Remember over at the... uh, Tribune Tower at the old dump where we used to. I was waiting for that comment. Uh, they, <laughs> you know, it was uh, they decorated the building beautifully, and uh, we decorated. Uh, we always do actually still double, uh, de- decorate the WGN Radio uh, hallways beautifully. They are. Is that Marlene Wells who does that? Of course, I'm sure it is. Sure, got to be Marlene. Yeah, that's that's got Marlene Wells written all. Yes, over. she decorates beautifully. But uh, over at the old dump, they. Uh, <laughs> And I mean that in the most Christmassy way possible. Of course you do, in Uh, all sincerity. (laughs) They used to have a big Christmas tree in the lobby uh, with with a a giant Christmas tree, and they have a giant menorah, and uh, like a a Kwanzaa. The main lobby of the building. Display. No, in WGN. Oh, in WGN's lobby. Yeah, in WGN. The the Tribune lobby was also very beautiful. Oh, it was. Still is. This is all very nice. Remember that great wreath they used to have right, right above the door? Oh, I love that. Beautiful. I, 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 I miss walking into that building. And yet you refer to it as the old dump. No, what are you going to do? Hey, is what it is. Mattress store is not as romantic <laughs> as a <laughs> once thriving newspaper <laughs> and radio station. But uh, they had uh, these uh, displays. And on the Christmas tree, they had ornaments featuring each of the employees uh, that worked there. And apparently, I must have stolen the ones from us. Because hmm. I, I have them at my desk. You have them now? Yeah. I want to see them. They're, they're at my desk. I didn't bring them in because uh, this is radio. And I figure, what's the point of that? But uh, we look like we're in high school. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that long oh, ago. Hi, I'm Dean Richards. It wasn't that long ago. Oh, yeah. Do a food show. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> Do you know I used to wear a tie when I would come into work? Really? I yes, in, in I remember you days. wearing a tie. I would yeah. come in with a tie, a shirt and tie. We had to. My first job, we had to wear a tie to work. Here? No, not here. First radio job in uh, in, in Hammond, Indiana. Yeah, we had to wear a tie. That was that hmm. was the deal. That's yes, ridiculous. Yep, had to. I did work at a station. It was uh, the old WCFL, actually, uh, right ac- you know, across the street over at Marina City, uh, where they told us uh, they wanted us to wear a tie. And I said, well, I'm on from 7 to midnight. Nobody's in the office. You still had to wear one. Yet I want you to wear a tie, because if you dress sharp, you'll think sharp. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, so does that theory also apply? If I dress uncomfortable, I'll think uncomfortable? <laughs> Because that's how I felt. <laughs> I got away without wearing a tie over there. How did you? Now you. I worked overnights. I worked overnights. Yeah, but you're in news. Uh, yeah, you I did. should wear a tie. You should wear a tie on this show. Okay. Don Norton used to wear a tie on the show. Oh, Don, of course, was, you know, the epitome of being very well professional. dressed. And professional, sure. Not like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
We just like to point out we're all wearing sweatshirts. There's, there's my New Year's oh, resolution. Oh, how the times have changed. We're all wearing sweatshirts. <laughs> Good old Dino. I think I'm going to go over to the couch. Remember he used to say that all the time? Go over to the couch. Go over to the couch. Sitting on the piano, smoking a cigarette. A beverage in hand. Classic. Remember how he used to slide down the pole to begin oh, the show? Yeah. yeah. And he is it was a fun show. It was a fun show. Dean Martin old variety show. I'm, pre- I'm pretty much in the holiday spirit. I'm pretty much full of the holiday spirit right now. You're full of the... Uh, okay, holiday, I'm glad you clarified that. Holiday spirit, that. yeah. I want, cause I, knew, I knew you would end the sentence if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got these ornaments. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to uh, take a picture of those ornaments. and I want to see them. I'll put them all out. I'll show them to you. Relax. Okay. Relax. That's not... <laughs> no, no, I do. Calm down. <laughs> I think Shawnee wants to see them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get them. I'll go get them during one of the newscasts. Now. Right now. Because I never pay attention to the newscasts anyway, so I may right. as well. No, it's either one thing or another. Doing something productive. Paying attention to my every word. I hang on your every word or always. Or now you're not paying any attention. I always all. hang on your every word. <laughs> okay. Never miss a minute. So you're in the you're I never in the miss holiday? a beat. I never you're... miss a beat. Shawnee's got his finger on the pulse of Chicago, and I never miss a beat Don't of it. Don't miss it. So you're in the holiday. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. Thump, thump. thump. <laughs> Um, I'm going to take a picture of the ornaments and I'll post them on uh, social media. So that way, all of Chicago, can everybody can see them and see how dopey we look. <laughs> they were, they can't be that far. It back, must though. have been dressed like a nerd day. The day that we took those pictures, <laughs> we look goofy in those pictures. Well, I love a good. I I don't like pictures of me anyway. So I love embarrassing pictures. <laughs> oh, here we go now. They're fun. Oh, I'm not talking about those pictures. All right, those are the blackmail. Pictures. You know, there isn't one Sunday that that doesn't come up anymore. The blackmail. The pictures? blackmail pictures. Yes. Well, there isn't one Sunday that somewhere. Along the show, the show could be you know our our abbreviated versions of forty five minutes. There's always time, and it to still comes up. Talk about the pictures that I have of Schwani and I in Greek Town, mm-hmm. uh, doing stuff we shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is both of us. Well, that narrows. I'm us glad. Down. Yeah, I'm it's glad you admit it's not just you, but it's I'm shock- glad you admit it. People expect me to do stupid things, but you are a pillar of the community. <laughs> So it's shocking that you were also partaking in this. But I have photographic evidence of it uh, locked up. And I've instructed Shwani that when I die, uh, before he calls the coroner, before he calls 911, anything, get to my house and get, get those the pictures. Because <laughs> if those things get out, you're, uh-huh. you'll also be dead. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I'm going to post the pictures of the ornaments. I'll do that uh, sometime this morning. And, uh, yeah, I'll let the holiday uh, cheer begin. I put my Polk Brothers Santa up. Oh, yeah. It's an annual tradition. He's hanging in there. How long have you had it? I've had it. Well, you know how I got it? I was... uh, Complaining on the air, I know you find that hard to believe. You? When I first started here, I was talking about how I wished I had a Polk Brothers Santa Claus. 
that I never. Uh, that oh we, yeah, we did have sent one. You one. Well, I went and got it. I I bought it from them. I I bought it. There was somebody downsizing. You know, they wanted to get rid of all their stuff, and they had a mint condition Polk Brothers Santa Claus, and I I paid cash on the spot. And uh, now I, I've had this. So it was, when did I start here? 93, 94, something like that. Uh, that's how long I've had it. Mm. And I display it. First year or so, I would put it outside my house. And then I thought, somebody's going to steal it uh, or deface it. You know, it's going to have graffiti on it or something. <laughs> so. Especially when they find out it belongs to you. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Could have been much worse, believe me. <laughs> uh, so now I, I put it inside my house. Um, but you can see it. I have, you know, I open up the blinds so people can see <laughs> <laughs> with the lamp with the leg into my, right into my palatial mansion. <laughs> Do you know what? I was going to tell you the history of the Polk Brothers Santa Claus. So I go to to the Google and uh, I type in Polk Brothers Santa Claus. You want to know what the first thing that comes up on a search of Polk Brothers Santa? What is that? It's uh, Dean Richards. <laughs> It's a it's a video of me on the morning news, Dean Richards on his vintage Polk Brothers Santa Claus on the morning news. Huh. That's this, the first thing that comes up. This was during COVID when I was you know we were doing stuff from home, and I oh okay I, I had it up uh, in my living room with my Christmas tree and it was a very pretty uh, holiday setting that I had in my living room. Then uh, <laughs> I'm explaining. To the anchors, you know, the history of the Polk Brothers Santa, blah, blah, blah. And as a joke, I, I walk away from the camera to reposition the Polk Brothers Santa Claus that's behind me. And as a joke, I was only wearing boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, and it's actually pretty funny. And again, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm watching it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Fast forward to the end. There we go. Put you that want, up on social media. Yeah, you want to get the money shot. <laughs> nice jacket tie and bucka bucka bow bow <laughs> boxer shorts and super baggy boxer shorts. Oh, that's hilarious. Those are theatrical boxer shorts. <laughs> Those are not actual boxer shorts. I tried to find the ugliest boxer the ones shorts with I, the big diamonds on them. Yeah, oh, I man. wanted like the ugliest designs on them as possible. For Does that have a green, green and blue flannel? <laughs> <For> the, <laughs> looks like yeah. a joke. But it's good because it looks like uh, it, it. It looks like a really warm. In the beginning of the video, it looks like a beautiful, warm Christmas setting, and then Knucklehead uh, walks away and he's not wearing pants. <laughs> Only you. <laughs> Only you. What was I thinking? <sighs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no one's watching anyway, right? <laughs> It's only the number one morning exactly. show in Chicago. Nobody's watching. <laughs> you know what? If I had pants on, then people would have been shocked. Yes. Good on, our, on that show, nobody's shocked if you don't have pants on. Good. But you were at home, right? I was at home. You were at home. Feeling comfortable. I was feeling comfortable. That lived-in look. Nice and comfy at home. You were looking comfortable and thinking comfortable. I just happened to have a sport coat on <laughs> and forgot to put my pants on. Could happen to anyone. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. You've got the far-flung forecast, right? I do. In a minute? Okay. I do. An important uh, piece of history took place today. Oh, oh. Very important. Well, you know, every far-flung forecast is more important than the next. 
Oh, well, yeah, there's some that are, you know, uh, have more importance than others. Oh, but, they are. Uh, they are. I think most intellectuals are all around the world who would agree <laughs> when they get their protractors. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what. I Seriously, I take a second here to thank a very, very loyal listener who we hear from from time to time who sent me a very nice Christmas card this week. And in the card itself, there was a little gift. Money? No, no money, but there was a little gift and there was a little little envelope there. And I thought, well, what is this? Uh And I opened it up and it was a mini compass, like the compasses we used to use in drafting, you know, just a little mini compass, uh, just, you know, to go along with what we say, get out your compasses and protractors. Sweet as that. I want to thank uh, this person uh, very, very Nice of you to remember their name. Well, (laughs) Annette, (laughs) Annette. I want to thank I want to thank Annette uh, for uh, sending us and listening all of these years and a very very Merry Christmas Happy Holidays. Yeah. This is our last show before Christmas, right? Oh, that's right. We're preempted next week. Next for, week, for holiday uh, programming. holiday programming, right? So uh, yeah, this will be on uh, New Year's Eve. Yep, yep. This is our big Christmas extravaganza today. <laughs> <laughs> so. Again, thanks to Annette and uh, all of our listeners, the best in the world. Uh, our, this, today also will be our final visit with Dr. Kevin Most. Today's the last one? Oh, today is, today oh. is his uh, final appearance. He will be missed on He's this. retiring. He announced yeah. last week he's retiring. Uh, so he's going to be on with us today, and then he's going to be traveling for the holidays. So he won't be on with us. But, uh, yeah, today we... Say goodbye to one of the most uh, beloved people on this program. I think one of the most interesting on the station on this on the station. One yes, of the most interesting segments uh, provided. Uh, Doctor Kevin Most signing off today. So uh, I hope I don't get emotional. I might. I'm a, I'm a crier this time of year. Yeah, uh, a lot of things. Set I have off. to admit, things can really get to you. Yeah, yes. things that you know, like a little emotion. I was watching. Was I watching some Christmas movie the other day? And it reminded me of growing up, sitting like an idiot, getting all teary. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that. Um, I wanted to just quickly mention also uh, the, the death of a longtime friend. Shawnee, you know John Weatherby. Yes. You yes. remember because we both worked at WFYR back in the day, Fire Radio. And uh, John was one of the DJs on that station, and he passed away. Uh, this past Thursday. very sorry to hear this yeah. great guy to work with john uh, terrific guy john I, I spoke with him about a year ago we you know he moved to georgia he became a tv weatherman how funny is that weather b weather b the weather weather man uh yeah. the big john weatherby is what they called him on the air because he was six nine uh but a sweet guy really really sweet guy met his uh wife diana uh, here while he was working in Chicago. They had been married, it's got to be 40 years, 40, 50 years, something like that. Uh, but he passed away of cancer this week, and uh, he was just a wonderful, wonderful guy. But I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, remember hearing John Weatherby on the air. He was uh, a wonderful man, and uh, our condolences to his wife, Diana. He had three daughters and five grandchildren. Whoa! 
How can somebody our wow. age have great grandchildren, Schwanny? Oh, not- I have people my age, our age, and a bit younger that I have as many as six that, or seven. That's not possible. It is. Yes, it is. It's not possible. It's entirely possible. <laughs> <laughs> not youngsters like us. That's not, that's not possible. All right. Far flung forecast me right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, kids of all ages, it's time for the greatest holiday present of all the far flung forecast. Our weekly compendium of interesting facts and figures presented to us each week. By Father Christmas himself, <laughs> Dave Schwann. Andy was whistling right along That's in there. Right. Who the doesn't? Room. I was a little Who confused. Who doesn't? All of Chicago puts their <laughs> lips together when it's time for this feature. <laughs> well, thank you very much, everyone, and good morning. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Get out your compasses and protractors. Yeah, and thanks for fangled. sending a gift to and us. Thanks yeah. for sending. Thank, thanks for sending a gift to Andy and me. Exactly. <laughs> And your newfangled devices, because today we go to Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina. Oh my, that sounds ominous. Kill Devil Hills, Kill Devil Hill, North Carolina. Population around seventy six hundred. I think I know where this may be going if it's in North Carolina. Yes, and uh, you may have uh, well have a very good idea. Kill Devil Hills actually is a new municipality, relatively speaking. Mm. Became a town in nineteen fifty three, but Kill Devil Hills is adjacent to another, perhaps better known location in <laughs> North Carolina. Kitty Hawk. Oh, oh you yeah. were going to say yeah, Mayberry. Mayberry. I was no, say no, Mayberry. No, no, no. Mount Killed, Pilot? Mount Pilot. Is it near Mount Pilot? No, more closer to Siler City. <laughs> That's where they listen to the radio yeah. station, where Leonard Blush does the show. Yeah, talk about bringing something up every single week <laughs> on the show. <laughs> you know they get no wait a minute the show comes in from mount pilot uh on right. the uh, wkrp x3l tick tock far flung forecast okay, but kill devil hills is adjacent to kitty hawk north carolina Ooh. where two brothers named wilbur and orville wright 120 years ago in fact right about now flew the very first heavier-than-air aircraft. Isn't that something? A hmm. hundred and twenty years ago, That's at around something. ten thirty-five, they're an hour ahead of us out there. Yep. On December seventeenth, nineteen three. About that. And there is an awesome memorial there to them, and a wonderful place to visit. Beautiful area to see, and uh, really inspiring. But it, this is where the one hundred and twenty years ago today, the Wright brothers flew the first plane i'm gonna think about that i'm getting on a plane today i have to go do some interviews uh, in la are you leaving on a jet plane I'm leaving jet plane don't know when <laughs> you I'll don't be know back when you'll again. be back again did you hear that andy i did uh, in honor uh of uh the wright brothers on when i'm on my flight today i will utter the words that the wright brothers did to each other on that first flight do you have to recline your seat right into my lap <laughs> Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina. Seeing the effects of that storm that hit Florida earlier in the weekend here, it's uh, rainy and 58 there. A Chicago classic, Hard Rock Coco and Joe, you probably first saw on WGN-TV going back to the 1950s with the uh, great Fraser Thomas and then through the years 
uh, included as part of our holiday programming. These days, uh, we always feature Hard Rock Coco and Joe as part of our uh, special holiday presentation, Bozo Gar and Ray, WGN-TV Classics, which, by the way, will be on Christmas morning from 9 a.m. until 11. Uh, in fact, you're going to get a lot of uh, Bozo Retro uh, programming. We've got Bozo Gar and Ray uh, from 9 to 11, including Hard Rock Coco and Joe, Susie Snowflake, and Frosty the Snowman, in addition to the amazing history of some of the most popular uh, you know, Chicago television uh, shows uh, for kids. Then from 11 to 1, Bozo Circus the 1960s, and from 1 to 3, Bozo Circus the 1970s. So if you grew up in Chicago and you watched Bozo Circus Christmas morning and Christmas afternoon, we've got a lot for you starting at 9 a.m., going all the way until 3 o'clock. Some uh, good stuff to uh, look forward to. I'll tell you who else is a a Chicago classic, and that's uh, Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Happy holidays to you there, my friend. Dean, how are you? I I hope that... I hope that parents tune in to Channel 9 on, on Christmas Day and let their kids see some classic TV. That Just listening to that just brings back so many memories. Right, right. Very cool. Very cool you do that. We get, uh, I, I don't remember uh, the first year that we uh, ran this. It's been, it's been quite, a, quite a number of years now. Uh, and every single year, uh, we get people saying that my kids watched it for the first time and they were mesmerized. Because it's a completely different kind of programming than they do for kids on television now. It was uh, slow. They let it breathe. And it was silly, uh, <laughs> fun. And uh, th- that's, uh, you know, that- that's uh, what television was uh, back then for kids. So, yeah, we look forward to that uh, Christmas Day. So, um I'm not going to get maudlin uh, for your final broadcast with us here on Sunday morning yet. I will shortly, but uh, today today is Kevin's uh, final broadcast with us. He announced last week that he is uh, retiring, a well-deserved rest to spend more time with family and friends. Uh, we'll talk more about all of that in a second, but uh, I wanted to open up our phone lines and our text line. A lot of people last week when you made the announcement had beautiful, wonderful words for you, so if you want to get on the line now uh, to uh, tell Kevin what he meant to you, 312-981-7200. little business, though, first. Uh, there have been a lot of stories this week about these so-called weight loss uh, drugs, these diabetes drugs, Ozempic and Manjaro. Uh, safe for people to use? What's, what's your take on all of this? Yeah, Dean, you know, it's really interesting. Remember when these drugs first came out, they were used to treat type 2 diabetes. And while during those studies of how well it worked for diabetes, it also showed that it had a very significant impact on people's weight. So what happened is, boy, anything that we can do to take a pill to lose weight or take a shot to lose weight, people jumped on. And uh, the studies that came out this week are interesting that Almost 50% of the diabetics who were taking this drug for diabetes alone stopped taking it within within one year. So that's a little concerning. And they didn't look into the reasons why. They just said, are you taking it or have you stopped on your own without your physician's approval? 
and it was over 50%. Now, we know there's a lot of side effects from it, and that's when you get to talking about the safety of it. We have to be really careful, and people have to go into it with open eyes to make sure that they understand that this taking a medication is not just a dissolving weight and everything's peachy keen, that, that there are side effects from it, and there's some concerns and dangers when you take a medication like this. What are some of the side effects that are involved? Well, the side effects that really probably made the individual stop taking it from the diabetes side of it are nausea, vomiting, and diarrhea. You have to remember that this drug works by slowing down absorption and slowing down the movement of food through your stomach so that it gives you the sensation that you're full so that you stop eating earlier. You stop, you don't eat as much. So all of the side effects appear to be gastrointestinal related. So the diabetic is sitting there saying, hey, what I'm trying to do is keep my diabetes down, my blood sugar under control, where the weight loss people are saying, hey, my goal is to lose as much weight as I possibly can. So sometimes they're willing to tolerate that. Now, the other bad thing that came out just recently is individuals who took this drug as a quick weight loss drug and then stopped it with time to put that weight back on. As we see with most people who are on a diet, whether it be a fad diet or whatever, once they get off that diet, unless they have changed their activities of how they eat and exercise and what they do, that weight is going to come back on. So we have to understand that this is not a cure for diabetes or for weight loss, but certainly a way that you can learn and teach your body better ways to eat so that the diabetes as well as the weight stays off. It's my understanding that even when you start taking these drugs, that it it needs to come. I mean, you'll you'll feel fuller, as I understand it, as you've explained. But if you're not exercising and eating the right kinds of foods anyway, you're not really going to see much of a result. Yeah, I mean, we have to understand that. You know, feeling full will decrease your calories. Decrease your calories will obviously, hopefully, you'll lose some weight. I mean, that's just simple math. But to your point, we really have to take that that next step. And that's what doctors are trying to do is say, hey, what I want to teach you is we'll take this medication and start to lose some weight. But in the meantime, I want you to increase your exercise and watch what you're eating. That's the individual that can come off. We'll go the Eurozempic, you know, six months, eight months, nine months from now and continue to maintain that weight loss. Right. If all you're going to do is take the shot and not change anything, you're in for a world of hurt. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's something you need to speak with your own personal physician about, uh, but they are options right now. And, and I've heard that there may be other drugs also, which are based on these, that also will have a similar weight loss result. I mean, that's the pill we've all been waiting for, or shot. I think Ozempic and Monjero both are injectable, right? Correct. And right now they're working on a pill. And like you said, there are other drugs in the pipeline right now. It's And we've talked about this kind of when we see a new drug come out. It's kind of like you know, penicillin. Penicillin was the first antibiotic. Well, we are so far down the road now. Penicillin used to take four or five times a day. Now we have antibiotics that we take once a day, and they are much better, and they have less side effects, and they work better. So as you see a drug class start to be identified, you're going to see the next iteration of it be even better with less side effects and more effective as the scientists and and, uh, physicians tune that medication. So it's a very bright horizon for individuals for uh, the opportunity to lose weight um, by changing kind of the metabolism in the body based on a medication. 
I saw an article this week that was in the New York Times about uh, dairy fat. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but I'd be interested in your comment on this. The article basically said they had quoted a number of doctors uh, who had done research on this, that uh, you are better off having whole fat milk, yogurt, cheeses than the skim versions, the lower fat versions. Now, you know, forever we've always thought lower fat versions give us fewer calories, therefore would be more healthy for us. But the uh, the point of this article was when you strip out the fat, you're stripping out all the nutritional value or much of the nutritional value at the same time. And that overall, you are better off with whole milk, with uh, a whole fat yogurt, with a whole fat cheese instead of the skim versions of all these things, which frankly don't taste that great, to be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's a huge argument that's going on right now of the nutritional benefits of whole milk. And, and you, you, you hit it right on the head there. You know, we have we fortified milk with vitamin D, and that's one of the great ways that we get vitamin D, which is very important. But there's also other calcium. You know, there's other things in whole milk that we need. So certainly, especially in young children, we need that because they need that fat for development of their brain. We need cholesterol. We need fat to develop our brain and develop other portions of our body. Adults sometimes look at it and say, I want to cut back on the fat. But again, if you're looking at the nutritional value, whole milk is certainly much better than skim milk or 2% milk. And uh, much tastier. I, I, uh, for, the, for the first time in years yesterday, I bought whole fat yogurt, and I'm look, looking forward to I'm looking forward to having it because it's so delicious. Uh, I, I had switched down I had switched down to the uh, skim and the lowest you know zero fat yogurt, uh, which was okay. But occasionally you get a full fat yogurt someplace, and oh baby, that was just so delicious with. <laughs> I, I don't I don't get the kind with the, the fruit in it because that's just nothing but sugar. But I put my own fresh fruit in it uh, with the the yogurt, and I I can't wait to get my full fat yogurt with some fruit. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. it well, I'll tell you the, the the place that it hits me the most is chocolate milk, mm. and I'm not a spokesman for Oberweiss, and I don't you know. But I'll tell you, Oberweiss chocolate milk full. Chocolate milk. Full it's fat. It's like so thick you feel like you need to have a spoon. Yeah. But boy, is it, is it good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, maybe you can confirm this or not, but when I've had a, a full full fat milk or full fat yogurt or whatever, I feel fuller. So I, I you know, like I, I stop sooner. So maybe, you know, maybe there is something to that, that it's, uh, you know, I'm getting the full vitamin benefit. Plus, I stop because, I suppose, because of the full fat in it. I feel fuller quicker. Well, there's that, and there's also the I might eat a little more because it tastes so good. Mm. So, oh yeah, as long as you're eating a, <laughs> yeah. but as long as you're eating a container with the same volume, yeah. then that goes fine. If you get the big tub of it and then you scoop it out and put it in a bowl for yeah. yourself, right, right, then you might eat a little bit more. All right, thanks, Debbie Downer, the week before Christmas. <laughs> Leave it to Kevin to spoil the holidays for us. <laughs> a quick break, and we'll come back one more time with Kevin Most. Boy, the text line, uh, Kev, loaded with people thanking you. For all of the great information that uh, you have provided to us here on WGN through the years, uh, mostly uh, statements like, 
Thank you for getting us through COVID. Uh, 847 Doc Most, our anchor through the COVID storm. Godspeed from John and Sharon. Uh, 847 Area Code, Dr. Most is irreplaceable. So much great advice and information over the years. Enjoy your retirement. 815, tell Dr. Most his knowledge during COVID was invaluable. Thank you, Kevin Most. Thank you, Kevin Most. Thank you, Kevin Most. Uh, It's all over our text line this morning. So uh, you are very definitely going to be missed here, my friend. Well, Dean, it's been an honor and privilege to to share the the time we've had on these Sunday mornings over the past couple of years. And you've been a great friend for many years beyond that. So um, I just appreciate your your listeners always have great questions, and I appreciate their, their politeness and their accolades are I don't deserve them, but I appreciate no, those as well. I think, I think we might disagree yeah. with that part. I think I think we might disagree with the I don't deserve them part. Uh, you are a pretty remarkable uh, person, that's for sure. Uh, here's a text uh, that says, uh, "If uh, can we contact uh, Dr. Most if we have future questions? I'll uh, send you his uh, personal phone number. Uh, I'll text you his... <laughs> So you can just you can call him any time, day or night at home. The guy's retiring. Come on, give him a break here. Uh, well, you, you you know, Dean. There's a couple of people that have that phone number that can call any time. The secret doctor, most <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, we discussed last week. You know, Jack has my number, and who knows? Maybe you'll invite me for a guest appearance every well, so often. <laughs> you are more than welcome any time that you want. But we most certainly, uh, you know, recognize uh, that. Uh, you know, you you want to uh, you know you want to enjoy your life. You want to relax a little bit, as you'd mentioned. You want to spend uh, you know more time with your family and your friends. And uh, you know, a, a retirement is always bittersweet. You know, for us, we're going to miss you tremendously. But you know, we love you, and we uh, want you to uh, enjoy. So, you know, we're, we're happy, uh, happy, happy, happy for you. Uh, here's the 847 area code. Thank you so much for all of the information that you've provided. My wife and daughter are nurse practitioners, and I still go by your advice. Oh, well, that, that must be comfortable. <laughs> that must be super comfortable in the house when you're completely ignoring your wife and daughter. Well, the guy on the radio said... <laughs> Uh, Dr. Most, thank you and best wishes from Indianapolis, uh, 708 area code, Sunday morning highlights, Dean and Company banter, and Dr. Most, the voice of information and reason. Uh, yeah, so many, so many wonderful comments uh, for you here on the, on the line. Uh, let me see what else do we have here. Yeah, Dr. Mo, uh, 8312 area code. Thank you, Dr. Most. Uh, congratulations on your retirement uh, and take care. A lot of people are uh, wishing you nothing but the best, and so do we. You are more than welcome to come on uh, and uh, chat with us anytime. Uh, you know, we'll, we, I, I would like to continue your legacy with this health segment that uh, really was kind of born out of the COVID uh, crisis, but uh, it, it's become one of the most popular features of the show think partially part in huge part to you uh, because of the way that you present the information but i think people uh, want information about their health and taking care of themselves so in honor of you we're going to continue doing the health segment in what manner 
that's going to happen. Uh, we haven't figured that out just yet, but uh, we're going to continue in your honor, Kevin. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Happy New Year. Uh, all the best, and uh, we look forward to uh, being in touch uh, every once in a while. You got it, Dean. Thank you very much. And again, thanks for the opportunity to to share some information, and hopefully I did make an impact on some lives. So uh, I appreciate it, and uh, you and I will talk after the first of the year. Who put together that list of uh, the top restaurants? Open Table. What drunk person did that? Open Table. <laughs> Six local restaurants. On its list of the 100 most popular spots. All very nice restaurants that are on there, but mm-hmm. not my favorite kind of restaurants, personally. <laughs> well, okay. Those are the super fancy, schmancy, five-star five joints. You got to get a second mortgage to go to most of those places. <laughs> I like that. We, like, we do like the old school, yeah. uh, back-to-basics type of Absolutely. Uh, restaurants. Absolutely. Uh, that whenever they put out the you know ex quote so called experts put out their list of the best restaurants they always come up with these fancy schmancy joints. <laughs> I was at last night. I went to uh, Pasta Darte. Have you ever been? No, no. Pasta no. Darte is on the northwest side of Chicago. It's on Milwaukee Avenue, sixty three eleven North Milwaukee to be exact, and it's an old school Italian restaurant incredibly delicious food there every time i've gone it's one of my new favorite i mean it's, they've been there forever but uh i've been i've been looking for an old school italian place uh you know to go to and i can't recommend pasta d'arte enough uh it was fantastic they should be on that list we have so many wonderful italian restaurants exactly. uh, around the city yeah you know what made it extra special last night what's that uh, right behind me. <laughs> Somebody brought their, their very loud children. <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy my linguine de mare. <laughs> so, so we've got everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't blame the kid. I blame the parents. Parents. I blame the parents. <laughs> if you've got a whiny kid like that, don't go whiny. to a <laughs> whiny. Don't go to a restaurant. They were screaming. They were screaming. They were. I thought there was some tortured uh, <laughs> demonstration going on behind me. I'm sure you've been on a plane where there are yeah. uh, rather uh, upset children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the parents do their best, but yeah, there's if, not much you can do on a plane. I, and all I could think of if. When I was a kid, I mean, we didn't go out to eat that much when we were a kid. But if we did and we made noise, oh, you would you 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 uh, you would pay the penalty. You, you had your penalty when you got home. You yes. would pay the penalty if not right at the <laughs> table of the restaurant. That didn't happen. So. Uh, shouldn't a parent, play that, Jack? Do you have that sound again? That shouldn't a parent. Do you take have that, that handy? Shouldn't a parent take the child? Out somewhere to yes yeah to go through that little hissy fit yeah yeah uh, would you care for more wine bring two bottles <laughs> give one to the kid <laughs> absolutely Chicago Christmas classic 
Susie Snowflake, introduced on WGN back in the 1950s. Uh, if you grew up in Chicago, you grew up watching these features with Fraser Thomas on the Garfield Goose, on the, the Bozo Show through the years. And uh, more recently, since 2005, Shwani, is when the Bozo Gar and Ray special first premiered, 2005. Right. Yeah. I remember uh, the premiere. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, been going strong ever since. Uh, and uh, included in this two-hour special that remembers the three most popular children's television shows uh, in Chicago, Bozo Circus, Ray Rayner, and Garfield Goose. We also include these uh, wonderful vignettes. Uh, Susie Snowflake, Hard Rock Coco and Joe, Frosty the Snowman. I love the Frosty the Snowman. I one. love. I, I I watch every year. Uh, I enjoy it. It brings back such memories. Yeah. And all these years yeah. since 2005, we get emails from people saying, you know, it brought back wonderful memories of their childhood and growing up and. Uh, we will be repeating that as we always do. It's part of a WGN TV holiday tradition now. Bozo Garn Ray, WGN TV Classics, Christmas morning from 9 to 11. And then we've got more Bozo nostalgia after that. 11 until 1 p.m. will be Bozo Circus the 1960s and then Bozo Circus the 1970s from 1 until 3 p.m. So Bozo Garn Ray starting at 9 a.m., uh, the 60s special at 11, the 70s special at 1 o'clock after that. You know what I enjoy most about Bozo Garn Ray? Seeing what I looked like I was going to say what ago. you looked like. <laughs> um, just a, a quick um, question about that. I thought I heard you say that you hear not only from people that grew up with these like we did yeah. bringing back memories but also uh their kids may enjoy them. they tell me their kids and grandkids watch mesmerized yeah yeah uh, watching fascinated by that because the you know kids shows these days are bang 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 everything's fast and quick and you know these shows the great bob bell roy brown uh you know go down the list ray rayner fraser thomas uh, Don Sandberg, Marshall Brodeen, these guys uh, were all, you know, in, incredible entertainers. And they took their time and they had fun. And Oh, did they have fun? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Both for the kids <laughs> and there, for the grown ups. There was yeah. a level of fun for the kids, but, uh, you know, these guys were also having fun and it translated on a different level for adults. Uh, so uh, you'll be able to watch it and relive the memories uh, like we always do. Christmas morning, starting at 9 o'clock, Bozo Garn Ray, WGN TV Classics. And if I do say so myself, I don't look a day older. <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> Thanks to our makeup department. <laughs> I actually, the, the, I can't even go through our makeup department anymore. Uh, now, before I go on television, I stop at Earl Scheib. <laughs> <laughs> What's Earl Scheib, Uncle Dean? <laughs> What's the price these days? Thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> that was a famous paint painter car play. Was yeah. it thirty nine or twenty nine? It was ninety nine. I thought it was ninety nine. <laughs> Maybe ninety nine. Yeah. You get your car painted for thirty nine bucks. That's <laughs> any <what> car, <laughs> any color. <laughs> that Earl Scheib was such a warm individual, wasn't he? That's it's exactly how he sounded. Warm like sandpaper. Um, So all the holiday movies are opening up. 
We had uh, the Wonka movie that opened on uh, Friday. It looks like that's going to be the number one movie of the weekend. Uh, and it's great. I gave it a Dean's List A. Really charming. This new Emma Stone movie, Poor Little Things, is extremely, extremely R-rated. It's extremely raucous, uh, raunchy, and irreverent. But uh, is a complete original. I gave it a Dean's List B+. And this week, I'll be reviewing the new Aquaman movie, uh, American Fiction, new animated movie, Migration. Uh, we've got um, Iron Claw uh, that's uh, opening this uh, coming Friday. And then on Christmas Day, The Color Purple, which I've already seen, is amazing. Uh, Ferrari. George Clooney directed. This boy, is the current version of Color Purple. This is the, 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 you know, they took the original movie and then they made it into a stage mu- musical on Broadway. Right, right. Won like seven Tony Awards. Mm-hmm. Now they've taken the stage musical and turned it back into a movie again. And it's magnificent. It's so beautiful. They've done such a good job with it. Uh, so I'll be giving full reviews on that. Maestro, the Leonard Bernstein movie which has been in a single theater since it opened a couple of weeks ago, uh, debuts on Netflix this coming Wednesday. I was going to say, it's uh, the 22nd, I think, is the yeah. debut of that. Yeah, yeah. Wednesdays. That, that's going to be on Netflix. So I'll be telling you all about those on the TV morning news. When we come right back, a little mini version of our food show today. What are the best Christmas cookbooks that are out there? We'll cover that next. It is 1021. It's going to be a special. Dean Richard Sunday morning, our final show before Christmas, preempted next week for holiday programming. So uh, we're going to try to wind things up here today a little bit in our shortened show, getting ready for Hampton OB at 11. I wanted to uh, spend a little time talking about food and uh, the best Christmas cookbooks are out there. Uh, Southern Living Magazine has put together a list of what they consider the seven best Christmas cookbooks that are out there. And uh, Ivy Odom is uh, their senior lifestyle editor for the magazine and website. And Ivy, thank you so much for joining us. Happy holidays to you. Hi, Dean. Happy holidays. Thanks for having me. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. So what uh, what qualifies for a great Christmas cookbook in uh, the eyes of you and your fellow editors there? You know, I think one of the things that we love most about Christmas cookbooks and holiday cookbooks in general is that everybody can find a recipe online, but the holidays are all about nostalgia and kind of recipes that you grew up making or maybe your grandmother or grandfather grew up making them. And really only cookbooks are the place that you can go to find these older recipes. And there's just something about opening up a grease-stained, tattered page of a cookbook come holiday time that just feels like the extra special during the holiday that's why i was so happy to see the joy of cooking on your list which is not a christmas cookbook but is you know should be anybody's first cookbook they ever get because it covers everything doesn't it mine is so uh you know tomato sauce stained and everything you know (laughs) back in the day i would use it all the time occasionally still do but it is just one of the greatest cookbooks ever 
Exactly, yes. I, it's like at the top of our list for every best cookbook of all time, including at Christmas. And like you said, yes, it's not a Christmas cookbook, cookbook but it's a classic American one. And I have multiple copies. I have some of one of the original, you know, first printing copies and then a more modern one, which I think is a very cool, like, testament to how much people love the joy of cooking. And I think the reason people go to it, especially around the holiday time, is because it's not just about the recipes. There's also tips for entertaining and how to put together a menu, right. tips for measuring, and just like lots of culinary knowledge coming from that classic book. Yeah, I'm telling you what, if you have a foodie on your holiday gift list uh, and you know the, you don't think they have the joy of cooking, it would be a fabulous, fabulous Christmas gift. Uh, for it someone. would be, and even if they even if they do have it, if you could find one of the first editions of it, they right. would really treasure it too. Yeah. Right, or maybe they have maybe they have an old edition which is cool, and then you get them the new one which is updated. Uh, yeah, I, I I think I have two or three versions of it as well. I I bought one when I got my first apartment back in the seventies, and uh, I, I've updated it a couple of times, and I've gotten rid of a lot of my cookbooks because because you know they take up a lot of space and all that. But there are some that I absolutely will not get rid of. And Joy of Cooking is definitely one. Another that you have on your list of the best uh, Christmas cookbooks, Martha Stewart's Living christmas cookbook that's a classic yes martha stewart is a classic we love everything that she does especially when it comes to entertaining her book especially it's been around for a good amount of time like the joy of cooking obviously not as long as that but she can take something that's super easy and make it seem very approachable she has like over 600 recipes in this cookbook and it can go from eggnog to roasted goose so we all love martha so it can be something that is very adventurous that maybe we've never tried before or we can always find those classics that we know we would like to i just saw martha stewart a young 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 martha stewart on with julia child you know how she had you know young guest chefs on and it was so interesting seeing you know somebody who would become a cooking legend cooking with the cooking legend herself uh, Julia Child, a really interesting. Another legend is the James Beard award-winning author Dory Greenspan. She's got a number. I love her. Yeah, she's got a lot of uh, cookbooks out, but she's got one in particular called Dory's Cookies, right? Yes. She has so many. Like, if you're going to a cookbook, anything by Dory Greenspan about baking is just the pinnacle of what you should be looking at. But this cookie book, especially around the holidays, is fun. We all love a good cookie swap, and we're always looking for inventive recipes. She takes recipes that are, like, not necessarily you would think of them as a cookie. It's just another sweeter dessert, and then she cookieizes them and turns it into a cookie. So it always is something fun coming from that book. Yeah, uh, some of the other uh, you know cookbook authors uh, that we know, uh, Ina Garten, Garten uh, here in the States uh, is uh, one of them. Nigella Lawson uh, is another who has the Nigella Christmas Food, Family, Friends, and Festivities. Tell us, I'm, yes. not, I'm not familiar with that book. Tell me a little about that. So she has a lot of options for menus that cover around different protein options, which is fun because a lot of times, you know, people are always, they might have their classic side dishes, but maybe they're trying to find something adventurous. So there's something for a stuffed pumpkin that's a vegetarian option. Hmm. She has dinners that center around turkey or beef. So it really is a great option whenever you're looking to 
find a different protein to serve for your holiday menu. Yeah, the Great British Bake Off uh, Christmas book is uh, also on the list of uh, the seven best Christmas cookbooks out there. And uh, we, yeah. would, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the Southern Living 2023 Christmas uh, cookbook that you guys put out. Tell us a little yes. about that. So Southern Living, we put out an annual Christmas book every year with new recipes from our test kitchen and beautiful photography with, you know, great entertaining tips and menu ideas. We also have a Southern Living Christmas cookbook that is kind of like a compilation of a lot of Christmas ideas with over 350 recipes and 32 menus and photos that talk about the entertaining process. So it really is a great one, especially if you're really trying to amp up your entertaining for the holidays. Yeah, do you have uh, a favorite recipe or two out of that? I imagine the editors probably pick and, and chose and you know put their favorites uh, in there. Do you, do you have some that uh, that are oh in, my gosh. in that book? It's hard. It's hard to choose, but I think Southern Living. One of the things that we're known for every year is putting a white cake on our December cover of our magazine. And it's a different flavor on the inside, but the cake is always frosted in a white frosting. And we include a lot of those recipes in the Southern Living Christmas book. So it's fun to kind of see how those cakes have changed over the years and things that were really popular maybe in the 80s are still popular now. So I love cooking through those Christmas cakes just because they're super impressive, but pretty easy to make. And they're always fun to do. The big white cake uh, is what I should look for in there, huh? Yes. This year on our magazine, we put a red bird on the cover, which is a super nostalgic. So there's a whole story about red birds at Christmas and how they remind you of loved ones that have passed on and they're oh. coming to, you know, visit you. And it's just like a really sweet memento for Christmas. Oh. Um, so that's on our cover this year. And it's really the red bird is special for us. Okay. But. So if people want to get info on any of these books, the Southern Living 2023 cookbook, which, by the way, the profits from that cookbook benefit Ronald McDonald House Charities. So there's another yes. reason why you should add it, add it to your uh, your list. Uh, how do we exactly. get info on uh, all of these cookbooks? You can head to southernliving.com to find out more. You can also follow us on social media at Southern Living Mag on Instagram. Uh, we do a lot of videos on TikTok if people are on there. So you can keep up with us on a lot of places. Yeah, I really enjoy uh, all the recipes and everything that you have there. Uh, Southern Living is, is one of my favorites, uh, and I go to it often uh, for ideas. I really appreciate you joining us today. It is uh, Ivy Odom, who is the senior lifestyle editor, Southern Living Magazine. Uh, I appreciate you joining us, and a very Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for joining us. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Dean. And that's the point where I'm weeping uncontrollably watching the movie version of It's a Wonderful Life every year. One of the classics of all time, and I'll tell you what we have got in uh, Chicago is another classic version of It's a Wonderful Life. It's the one that's put on by uh, the American Blues Theater. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life live in Chicago, which is uh, a live interactive show, and it's become a little bit of a tradition that they join us every year now uh, as they uh, now go into their 21st annual season of this wonderful show. That is amazing to me. I can't. Have we been, have we been doing this this long? <laughs> Some of us have. And yet we haven't aged today. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you actually look younger, Mike. <laughs>
I've got some kind of Benjamin Button thing going on. Oh, you're too kind. That is uh, Michael Mahler, who is is the uh, musical director of the show and the uh, uh, announcer. What else? You can do everything. I do a couple of things. Yeah, I get to write the jingles every year. We get different uh, corporate sponsors for the show, so I write little 1940s-style jingles for all the different companies. And, uh, yeah, the music director and the announcer, and I play... uh, Bert the Cop and yeah. a couple other things. Yeah, because yeah. the, the show is done like a 1940s uh, radio show. Exactly, Old-time yeah. 1940s radio show, which has uh, always been so entertaining. Yeah, that's right. We have uh, all the actors play a bunch of different parts just by changing the sounds of our voices. <laughs> and, this uh, is madness, you say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's really fun. It's Theater of the mind? What? It'll never catch on, I tell you. <laughs> Uh, exactly. Brandon Dahlquist is uh, uh, the the role. I, I I hate to call it the role that uh, that Jimmy Stewart does because that minimizes your. Uh, but I mean, I guess people know it. Sure, you know. Jimmy Stewart's George Bailey. Yeah, Jimmy Stewart's a draw, and I'm I'm just in service of the show. So <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no, it's I, I've played George now. This is my seventh season. That's amazing. Yeah. That's uh, amazing. Still fun. Oh my yeah, gosh, great it's, time. Uh, look forward to it. It's. Um, it's kind of uh, come to be the holidays for me in Chicago. You know, I'm not from here originally, and so it's a it's kind of chosen family to get to sp- to spend time with and, and tell the story that you know always fills me up at this time of year. Yeah, me yeah. too. Me too. It's a very special. Uh, playing Mary Bailey as Audrey Aud- Audrey Billings. Uh, nice to have you back Thank with you us for here. I don't know why your microphone's not working oh, over there. Either. Let me see here. Do I need to press a button? Uh, oh, it's, it should be working. I don't know what's wrong. Uh, yeah, maybe... i uh, talking to Ian's. There you go. Um, there hi, you go. thanks for having me back. It's, nice to have you uh, so, back here again. It's so good to you know get to revisit Bedford Falls. It's... Um, it's not quite the holidays until we start It's a Wonderful Life. There's nothing like a full-on injection of Christmas to yeah. like get yeah. your holiday juices going. Um, and it's Roast. Just... <laughs> Sorry about that image. Um, and, uh, when you think holidays, you think injections. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Michael's, you know, he's so into the whole COVID thing still. Yeah, right? exactly. Injections. Oh, and let's back. put it behind. Yeah. I think what makes this year particularly special is that we're we're in our new home, our new theater up right. at 5627 North Lincoln Avenue. It's just like, it's incredible to be part of a new neighborhood and to know that we'll be there hopefully forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even when there's a new Mary and a new George. And it's it's really pretty special to be bringing the show into our own space. Yeah, I, l- I love that you've got your own spot. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty magical. Because you did bounce around for a little while there. Oh, yes. Yeah. Different- yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it feels like this is maybe the biggest Christmas gift for the mm. theater ever. It, it's it's yeah. pretty magical and and seeing people walk into the space and how excited they are sure it's it's magic yeah it's great and it's a great that's a great neighborhood you know my, my mother lived exactly one block away from where your theater is oh, wow. Wow. i was looking at your i was looking at your address like wait a minute i know this nice. that's right by mom's house wow. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. i've driven by there ten thousand times oh, it's, it's been Amazing. We've had so many people from the neighborhood already come to the show. Yeah. And we stay out afterwards and greet people because nice. milk and cookies are back, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so many people from the neighborhood are just make sure to, they stop not for cookies yeah. but to say like welcome to the neighborhood and we're so glad you're here. And, and they yeah. don't miss the Dollar General that used to be there. Yeah, they no. do They're, not. <laughs> no. uh, also joining us uh, this morning is Ian Paul Custer 
who plays uh, Harry Bailey. So yeah. Wonderful to have you Hey, there thanks for having us. me here. Yeah, I play Harry Bailey, uh, Ernie the Cab Driver, Martini, um, a bunch of others. Michael's got me playing saxophone this year. <laughs> wow. In the show. I know. He's, he's crazy. He's yeah. got all these <laughs> musical genius things going on. Um, yeah, and this is my 10th year. So that's uh, crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's crazy. Is it fun playing multiple roles like that? Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't get. Uh, well, I, it keeps me on my on my toes. You know, Wendy has me doing like a Scottish accent this year, and so like different things like that. It's a lot of fun though, especially when you get to pop in and. Uh, you know, try and get Brandon off of his balance here uh, during the show a little bit. Sometimes it happens. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. You're yeah. such a veteran. I'm a this. solid presence on stage. I never cracked, Dean. I know. Never. You're a complete professional. I've seen your professionalism yeah. up close and personal right here. here man. Uh, and also joining us on what's called Foley is uh, J.G. Smith. Uh, Foley is the sound effects person, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah welcome. Nice to have you here with ah, us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What kind of sound have you brought with you here uh, oh, this Oh, my morning? gosh. What haven't I brought? Let's hear, let's hear a little of what you've... Um, well, let's see. I've got something that sounds like a little bit like uh, like glass breaking or maybe somebody dropping a dish. And uh, if you're ready for this, America. Oh, <laughs> I felt it. You felt it, you felt it in your bones, didn't you? Um, we have a couple of milder sounds as well, just like a car door closing or car door opening up again. Look at that. A little door slam. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. We don't want to give away too much of the magic <laughs> here to, just yet. Uh, Michael, how, what's it like uh, you know, being in your new digs now? You, you, oh, it's so exciting. Look. It's um, the 50, 5627 North Lincoln Avenue, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. We love it there. There's there's great parking. There's, I mean, <laughs> you, you, yeah, that's a big deal for people when they yeah. go to the theater. Yeah. yeah, it's comfortable. It's beautiful. And, you know, my personal favorite thing is that there are so many bathrooms back Backstage, oh, yeah. it's really <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Like nice. you, you, you really come to appreciate that as an actor. <laughs> it's a luxury that we don't take for granted, right? But, so no, you know, if they're beautiful. taking care of the actors, the patrons must be. Yeah, the patrons mm. are yes. really lovely. Oh, the lobby's gorgeous. There's a there's a beautiful bar. It's it's spacious, elegant. It's it's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. you'll not. appreciate this, Dean. There's a there's a place in the bar where we have a little like tribute to Johnny. There's his scarf that he used to wear as, as Mr. Potter in the show, hanging up there forever. Love which it. Which is a really kind of beautiful tribute to a great guy yeah uh, we sure we sure miss him uh always was here uh uh, to be part of the program so you've i know you guys have a a couple of scenes uh, that you're going to do for us here uh so uh, let me take a quick break and we'll come right back with the cast of it's a wonderful life live in chicago uh from the american blues theater their new location 5627 north lincoln avenue Got uh, inf- uh, questions, 773-654-3103, or box office at AmericanBluesTheater.com. But we're talking, it's a wonderful life here today. Michael, you've got that guitar strapped around you. I do, do you, yeah. Do you have a little... Do you have a little musical something here too? Oh, we do. You know, because this is this is also part of the show. Yeah, that's music, right. You know? Every year we uh, we have different uh, different sponsors that we write little 1940s style jingles for, and we have one uh, for you guys if you want to hear it. I would love that. Who do you choose for theater reviews? Hollywood news and celeb interviews. Sundays at nine, weekday mornings till ten. Catch Dean Richards on WGN. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> awesome. 
Beautiful. Beyond honored. <laughs> <laughs> Michael actually gave me the sheet music to that a couple of years ago. That's right. That I oh, have by, be worth I, tens of dollars. I have it at my desk. <laughs> when you become famous, there you go. Uh, it's going to be worth something. I hope you had him sign it. I, actually, he did sign. I did. It. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Uh, what scene are you guys uh, going to do for us first, here, Brandon? I think we'll give you a, a little uh, taste of the budding romance between George and Mary. Oh, I love that. Hey, hey, Mary, look where we are. Oh, the old Granville house. Yeah, I gotta throw a rock. Oh, no, don't. I love that old house. Well, no, don't you know about deserted houses? Yeah, you gotta make a wish, and then you throw a rock. Oh, George, that place is so lovely. I wish I lived there. What, that place? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't live there even as a ghost. Hey, now you watch this, your highness. Second floor, right above the parlor. Dog. What's going on over there? Hey, well, now, who's that? Oh, it's just old man Collins. What'd you wish for, George? Oh, well, not just one wish. Uh, a whole hat full, Mary. I'm shaking the dust of this crummy little town off of my feet, and I'm going to see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'll come back here and go to college and see what they know. And then... I'm going to build things. I'm going to build airfields. I'm going to build uh, skyscrapers a hundred stories tall. I'm going to build bridges a mile long. And th- What, are you going to throw one too? <laughs> Say, Mary, that's pretty good. Hey, well, now, what did you wish for? Oh, no, if I tell you, it won't come true. Well, hey, hey, come on now, Mary. Well, now, what do you want, huh? Hey, do you want the moon, huh? Uh, you just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around it. I'll pull it down and give it to you. I'll take it. And then what? Oh, well, then uh, then you could, could swallow it, and it all dissolves, see? And then the, the, the moonbeams would shoot out of your hair and your toes and your fingers, and, and am I talking too much? Yes! Why don't you kiss her instead of talking her to death? Wait, now, how's that? <clears throat> I said, why don't you kiss her instead of talking her to death? Oh, you want me to kiss her, huh? Uh, youth is wasted on the wrong people. Fantastic. That's just so good. This is the reason why you all have to go and see this show. Uh, it's playing through uh, New Year's Eve, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. New Year's yep. Eve. So plenty of time to, during the holiday break uh, to go and catch the show. It's a wonderful life live in Chicago. Uh, the uh, uh, old-time radio adaptation, I guess uh, you might say. And you've got one more scene for us, I think, right? Sure. <clears throat> yeah. Do we have a little musical interlude here, Michael? Oh, sure. While they're scrolling. I love that you guys well, have got, you've uh, all gone to iPads now. We have. This is morning. Back in the old days, you'd come in with papers where it'd be flying everywhere. I think one of the best parts about this new inception of the show is that uh, we spend a little time doing improv with Mike. Oh. Uh, so the audience can choose a musical artist yeah. and a Christmas carol that they love. And Mike will, on the spot, create something from those two wow. suggestions. Do you okay. do you have any thoughts? Well, I, I have many thoughts, except we won't have time. <laughs> So, we'll have to do it next thing. I want to get this next scene in, yeah, all right, which yeah. is what? What? What is this? This uh, is uh, this is when George has gotten his wish to never have been born, no. and he runs into some of his dearest friends from his past. Oh, take it away, you guys. Hey, hey, Ernie, er, Ernie, where'd the building and loan move to? The building and what? The Bailey building and loan. It was right up there. Oh, yeah, they went on a business years ago. No, that's just not true, Ernie. Oh, Ernie, take me home. I'm going off my nut. Uh, where do you live? 
Oh, now, doggone it, Ernie. Don't you start pulling that stuff. You know where I live. 320 Sycamore. Now, hurry up. Now, Zuzu's sick. All right. 320 Sycamore, huh? Oh, look here, Ernie. Straighten me out here. I, I I got some bad liquor or something. Now, listen to me. Now, your name is Ernie Bishop, and you live in Bailey Park with your wife and your kid. Now, that's right, isn't it? You seen my wife? Seen your wife? I've been to your house a hundred times. Look, bud, what's the idea? I live in a shack in Potter's Field, and my wife ran away three years ago, and she took the kid. I ain't never seen you before in my life. Okay. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll just step on it, then. Just get me home. What happens next? What could it be? <laughs> he goes home. <laughs> but nobody knows nobody who he is. Exactly. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, nobody knows who he is. It's the best. <laughs> best. It's the best. Uh, I'm so happy that you guys could uh, come in to be a part of the show here today. Thanks so much. Uh, Thank, you Thank you for having us. We're always glad to be here. It's always my pleasure. Uh, congratulations on your new home. Thank you. And uh, I hope everyone will go to see uh, It's a Wonderful Life live in Chicago at their brand new home, 5627 North Lincoln Avenue. While you're over there, go and see if the new owners of my mom's house are taking care of the building uh, properly. They <laughs> promised course. me they would when, okay. when we sold it. So make sure it. the grass is cut and you know it's all that sort of thing. We'll check in on it. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, the, the play is going till December 31st, yep. and uh, you can get info by calling 773 654 3103 or by going to box office or well, American bluestheater.com or you can uh, email box office at american take us out with a little little something here a little song we have uh, like a couple of minutes oh absolutely oh, what, Let's see. what do you have for us here michael well tom petty winter um, wonderland Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening, what a beautiful sight, we're happy tonight, walking in a winter wonderland, walking in a wonderland, hold me by my frosty hand. <laughs> I feel Christmas creeping in, and it's time for that holiday again. <laughs> Okay, you are just a freaking genius. He is amazing. Yeah. You are amazing. talented, yes. <laughs> All those things, you are just a freaking genius. You are well, the greatest. Don't ask me to give you directions home, because I'm horrible. doesn't matter. All you, you can do Tom Petty doing Winter Wonder. Yeah. I don't care if I ever find my way home. Uh, Michael Mahler is the musical director, and Brandon Dahlquist is George Bailey. Audrey Billings is Mary Bailey. Ian Paul Custer is uh, Harry and a whole variety of characters. <clears throat> and C. Uh, J. G. Smith is uh, the f- sound effects person, the Foley artist. Thank you guys, everybody, for coming in. Well, thank thank so you much. for having us. Thank, thank you so much. And happy, happy holidays to you. And that is going to wind up our program here for today. This is our final 
uh, program uh, before Christmas time because of a holiday programming that we'll have on next week. We won't be here next Sunday morning, but uh, I just wanted to take an opportunity from all of us here on the Sunday morning show to say thank you for listening every week. Thank you for putting up with our uh, silly shenanigans that uh, we put up with and uh, provide to you uh, every Sunday morning. We really appreciate it, uh, you being here. I hope you and your families have a very, very safe and happy holiday season. We will see you New Year's Eve morning. And another tradition that uh, we've been doing, I don't know, for like decades now, something. We end our show with uh, Darlene Love doing Christmas Baby, Please Come Home from the David Letterman Show, which was a tradition on his show for years. Uh, Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) 